Welcome to Crappa Hellboy Podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen, and me, Kate Thompson. Woo! Yeah. And we're back. Our second episode of season six. It's going to be one of the last times we're in this old format of covering a storyline only two issues at a time. Um, but I like doing it. It's fun yeah. to just take our time and Hell especially yeah. closing off this plague of frogs uh, before we get into more BPRD. That's it. Like, I don't know how what else. We don't really have much to talk about other than getting right into this. The next two issues of King of Fear, Kate. Yeah, BPRD, <laughs> King of Fear. Okay, written by Mike Mignola and John Arcudi, illustrated by Guy Davis and Mike Mignola, we'll see in, in number four. Ooh. Uh, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley, uh, originally published back in, between January to May of 2010. Yeah, dude, it's pretty... Fuck it. Cool. I like this. Yeah, it is cool. There's there's so much more going on. I mean, where we last left off, we sort of were we put like a, a ribbon to to um, our mystery with Johan and Lobster Johnson. Lobster Johnson yeah. is now gone on to just continue for eternity. I'm guessing punching Nazis. <laughs> yeah, he, he's in his happy place. He gets to just fight Nazis forever. Yeah. And then we got it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And we got Johan back who, you know, inflated his uh, suit once again and got to hug Kate Corrigan. Yeah. But I mean, that's a happy little like end, but to that, but however, we're Liz has gone missing once again. She's yeah. now in between, I guess, worlds or times. We assume Mimen saw his return by the cliffhanger as well as Abe and, you know, the rest of the BPRD are completely at loss of what's going on. Yeah. They are like, where the hell is Liz? We can't go back because she's completely engulfed this old temple in flames. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our jumping off point. Right. Yeah. It's still, <laughs> don't worry. It's still bleak as shit. Uh, but before we go, let's talk about this next cover for issue three. Hell uh, yeah. It's pretty... We got our, I guess Abe is our central figure in this. Yeah, and right then, in the, yeah, I guess then, middle ground. Yeah, right in the middle ground with these kind of like tadpoles of the frog creatures, sort of like these just highlighting their sort of like, I guess, uh, lifespan and before they grow into the monsters they are. Yeah, they're <laughs> kind of, it's kind of showing them. And then Abe, I mean, as we'll read in these comics, what's up with like, Abe's relation to them but this is kind of alluding to that a little bit visually where yeah. they're showing you like the evolutionary kind of well you know like it grow like incubating like you said and growing from like tadpole to like starting to show signs of it having like legs as a frog and Abe's literally squeezed right in the middle mm, of that yeah <laughs> so that's interesting placement and then we have like the big uh like frog mom like the ones that like that where like these little tadpoles gestate inside like thousands and thousands thousands of them yeah they're like these weird almost queen bee-esque or even they they, they make me think really much of the a the queen alien from for aliens sure. yeah but they like are all but they like weirdly because they have like these big sacks where these tadpoles live but they're dead on the top it's really right. creepy <laughs> yeah yeah they like just they're like completely just like husks at the top like their purpose is just to have this like big like egg sack at the bottom really cool really gross detail for us to enjoy <laughs> very much so it's very cool and yeah that's uh, that's exactly where we're at with the uh, we're down in the caves with abe and andrew devon and the uh, small bprd team they're kind of freaking out they're like wow we just found like devon's like we just found liz and now she's fucking gone again <laughs> <laughs> Abe's like, okay, well, we got to tell headquarters. I'll go back and let them know, uh, you know, because everybody else is like, yeah, that's on fire. I don't want to do that. Abe goes to do that. And then he bumps into a little Hyperborean. He's like, uh, okay, goes to pick up his gun to shoot him. And then all of a sudden behind him, the king is there. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, you know, <laughs> make my day. So, you know, and he's got the rest of the team already, the BPRD team tied up with them. So, yep. 
He got the jump on on Abe and the BPRD. Then it cuts over to Liz with her in her in the midst of her like vision of the future. At this point, we're still not sure. Like she's kind of going back and forth between: is this a vision? Is this the future? Am I actually in the future? And like Memnon saw's ghost is here now. Like, ugh, can't fucking get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, like come on. I thought I I thought Lobster Johnson took care of you with your. Yeah, those ghost bullets. And then I thought we lit you on fire at the end of the battle. What's going on? Yeah, so much. So many times we've defeated you, but you're still around. He says this annoying shit where we see like a BPRD ship that has crashed and is like in ashes. And Memnon Saw's ghost goes, BPR. I'm afraid I can't make out that last letter. Shut the fuck up. You know what it is. You know what it is, you jerk. (laughs) Yes. And he's also, he's like, you know, I told you if you let me live, then I could, we could avoid this future. But, you know, you killed me. So this is your fault. So cryptic. And like, it's so annoying if I was in that conversation. I know. What do you mean we killed you? And then now I'm the the reason this is like, it's it's such an ass. (laughs) Yeah. He's such a like, ugh, shut up. (laughs) Because, yeah, I th- yeah, I think it's extra. It's like, you know, a character who's like cryptic and then who's also like, well, you didn't follow my little ruly rules. And it's like, yeah. yeah, well, you weren't very clear about your rules. So Yeah, stop being so condescending and just talk clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the Hyperboreans leading, like, be, like leading the BPRD, uh, including Abe, through a giant cavern full of these, like, frog creature. Yeah, the frog sacks. Egg sacks, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Just, like, up the walls, you know, just this huge area full of them. Yeah, the king of the Hyperboreans the king of fears like fuck you the, look at my empire it's growing this is great one of the BPRD's agents is like ooh these stink oh man look at all this you could like see through this and like goes to touch it and then another <laughs> member is like trust me that is not a good idea like you don't want that thing to explode all over you <laughs> and yeah the king of fear is just continuing to be like you know you guys are are fucked look at all my cool creatures and, you know, check this out. And he, like, shows some of the, like, ancient technology that's there. Also, like, behind it, we immediately see three of these, like, giant crab walkers that we've seen before. But they're, like, a little different. Their heads are a little, like, more bulbous. Yeah, and more and full. And, like, vascular. Organic, less machinery entirely. Yeah. It's not they really a combination of- anymore. It's more just, like, a true organic figure. Yes, yeah. By the way, I want to point out that he, our, our, our old, I, I like that our new, the master of these subterranean Hyborian, I like that he keeps bringing up the history of yes. like the old masters kept us in chains. Here's where the new master launches his power. He references this new master, but I also love that he keeps calling Abe Sabian the child, child of Dagon. Yeah. D G O N. And like, I'm not. 100% sure what that means, but it's like this interesting thing that he keeps saying. Right. That I'm, it's like a clue to like, is that the God that he like, you know? Right. When he was he hu- saw down in the, like the depths of the ocean or something. Yeah. What do these guys knows. know about Abe that Abe doesn't even know? Yeah. That Abe's like, I have a clue about it. Yeah. And then sitting on top of this machinery. Holy in shit. Front of these guys. The Black Flame. <laughs> He's alive. Oh, Last shit. Last time we saw him, he fell into an open part of the earth. Yeah, he was like dragged <laughs> into the earth. Yeah, and he's like, okay, yeah, this is my, you You delivered to me my greatest general. Black Flame asks for Liz, and they're like, yeah, uh, like the King of Fear is like, no, she wasn't there. And, he, and Black Flame's like, okay, that's probably fine. No, <laughs> that might be for the best. And he instructs King of Fear to cut the, the BPRD like cut their bonds or whatever, which is like curious to them. Like that's weird. And then he instructs them. Uh, Black Flame is like, frog creatures, come on in here. And they <laughs> enter with just like a smoking bowl, giant bowl of like, uh, guts and like bone and, and like, nasty. Yeah. And like Abe's kind of looking around. He's like, this is all that's left of the frogs. You know, there's maybe like a dozen of them. And Black Flame's like, for now, for now, with like in the background, all of the like incubating frog creatures kind of yeah. like looming up on him. So potentially there's like billions behind him. Yeah, they're and they all, have big all around plans. Him. Yeah. I, by the way, let's talk about real quick. This, this Black Flame is like fully 
before, like the last time we saw him, and this is a little bit of also looking at Guy Davis's sketchbook in regards to this, to confirm this look. Before, he was a man in a suit. Yeah. That, yeah, there was a flame about him, this mystical flame, but now it's truly this is no longer a man in like a suit. This is a man who's wearing a suit, but the, his head, what seems to be where the ribs and the chest would be, and his back is fully just skeleton engulfed in a black flame. Yeah. And then like yeah. blue power as well coming from that flame. But it's like such a creepy fucking image. <laughs> like, right. Like his suit was like destroyed and like even his arms are like thinner and more skeletal even within the suit. Mm -hmm. Like before he was kind of just like a, like you said, like he looks like a kind of classic villain. He looked like a Darth Vader in a sense. Yeah. And, and only like the fire only really engulfed just his head. And now the, there's like flames wicking around his shoulders and like his chest is lit seemingly from like the inside with the flame, <laughs> you know, yeah. he looks awesome. Like, I think he looks so cool now. Yeah, I'm really he like because I think there's been like behind the scenes from the time that we last dealt with them and he fell into the earth. Yeah, I think we we sort of had a guy that had like bumbled his way into it, right? That he right. was like, uh-oh, what's this? <laughs> now we fully like feel like he's a fully immersed villain who like has like realized like or embraced the, the, this evil purpose, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And is that in command before it was like a guy that wanted to be in control, but then realized, uh-oh, I didn't know what I got myself into. Because I feel like the last moments we saw, he literally said, uh-oh, like, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and as, you know, these frogs and these, odd, uh, one of the Ogdrew Ham emerged, he was like, Like, oh, he shit. thought he was going to be, like, the leader of this stuff. And he kind of, he even addresses that, really, where, you know, he, uh, what he thought he was going to do versus what happened and, like, his actual place in this plan yeah. is like smaller, but still important in his mind. And I love the King of Fear here still trying to like threaten Abe and be like, do you know what a billion times a billion is? That is the might of the command swelling around you. You know, he's like <laughs> being like, fuck you. Abe's like, I get the picture. You know, I like this kind of like almost, you know, we've said it before, like where he becomes like Hellboy-esque in how he talks to a villain who's like going off in this kind of a like you know it, it kind of trying to have this villainy monologue sort of a thing is <laughs> really fun yeah so even the black flames like you know some divine influence brought me here to be part of this you know i brought back kathahem and that was just like one of these creatures one of like of the fucking Ogdruhan. The, Og, uh, yeah. of yeah yeah like i really like what he says here he says and just what that one, what a waste. I've discovered how much easier it is to give flesh to the Ogdruhem spirits with the bodies of my brothers. And this is where we get in this really weird when it like you see sort of not necessarily in the moment he's showing us. It's like you see it's like because the coloring is slightly different as he talks. Yeah, so he's sort of this is like him knowing what's going on inside of these crab creatures that are behind him they are also incubating they're they're like they uh like larvae they incubate in these magnificent conduits of geometric energy and then it's out of my hands the Ogdruhem form themselves grow out of their own will and through the life of the earth so they're instead of like being conjured by black flame they're sort of like growing on their own inside these uh husk like yeah. crab like creatures and they have um, like weirdly yeah. they I love that they have the the like muzzle thing that he put on them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and they're like It's like a, this mix of like technology, uh, ancient technology and ancient creatures kind of combining. Yeah. And he's and then he holds them like he's kind of like holding the hyperborean a uh, hyperborean man, one of the frog creatures within that like muzzle kind of contraption, almost like in a it's like saint-like or something to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's sort of, yeah, he's like shepherding them or whatever. You know, he's like saying like, you know, I've learned my place in this more clearly and all of that. And and Abe's like, I remember you from Nebraska. You know, you said you made a mistake. And what's up with that? You know, I, I remember you from, we 
kicked your ass yes. there. Well, I mean, maybe not kicked your ass, but like, you know. Yeah. We defeated you there. He's like, a black woman's like, yeah, I'm, I made a mistake. Like, I was trying to master the Audruham. That's that was my bad, you know. I'm I'm sort of I have just have like a different role in bringing them about, bringing about the like end of humanity and the beginning of this like new world, a new race. And King of Fear's like, you know, he's like, I helped them in this to restore the old lord's reign on earth. And King of Fear's like, my reign, my reign on earth. So you see that the King of Fear's like, what the fuck now? Like I thought we had an understanding. <laughs> Which I I love that like it will get it it will show further, but I love this idea that like Black Flame was from a place where he wanted power for himself. Now right. he has this strange, evil like reverence for the Ogdru Ham and the Ogdru yeah. Jihad, and but it's interesting that the King of Fear still has like that ego about him of like, no, right. I'm gonna be in control. Yeah, I'm gonna like, reign. I'm gonna be the king of this. Like that's <laughs> what we're doing. okay and then black flames like continuing to explain like what's you know he's like they they're gonna come in waves not just one (laughs) and that'll be the end of mankind and Devin's like you know fuck you like humanity will fight and he's like yeah probably not there you know you humanity's been warned for so long about the end of the world then we get this cool like double panel with like black flame in front and he's doing sort of that like baphomet thing of like as above so below kind of shit where like one hands up and one's down and then in the background you have like on the left side this sort of like satanic like 666 with like a kind of more generic devil with like a many-headed like hydra like sort of dragon and then like um you know legions of the dead and shit in the foreground Mm -hmm. like your classic like biblical end of the world kind of shit and then on the right you have a mirror image of that with ruined skyscrapers with hellboy above with like some like black speech looking kind of like a symbol up there yeah and instead of this giant dragon we have like a very like uh, like tentacly ogdru hem sort of mm-hmm. kind of creature with like many eyes and little crabby fingies and stuff like that <laughs> and the frog creatures this legion of frog creatures in the foreground instead yeah and black flames like you know, prophets told you about the shit and whatever, like nobody's doing anything about it. And, you know, like there might be these little factions that break off and follow these other leaders. You know, he says, some will make new idols to the spider and the fly. We expect that the beginning won't be without blood. So he's talking about like, I assume the end of the world, people will like align themselves with these different demonic forces or whatever (laughs) he's being very cryptic about it still and it's like and abe's kind of like looking at him like what the fuck are you talking about a little bit (laughs) he's like trying to take it all in as are like we the reader so it's like uh, he's talking about basically like ultimately humanity will fall in line and be killed or uh, you know or be killed i guess yeah, and it's like yeah, it's like he's changing. It's like he's pretty much just saying like yeah, you've been told one way, but here's the truth of what that actually will mean. Yeah, and in the midst of doing that, it's very interesting. This the king of fear is like no, wait, what's going on? Like you already mentioned, but he straight up says this is not as it used to be. If he's speaking right. differently now, and he starts taking it out on one of his own little minions. Yeah, the little <laughs> minion comes up to. He's like, do you want a bowl of smoky flesh? And he gets kicked in the face by the king of fear he's like fuck you (laughs) yeah and abe's kind of still continuing to talk to black flame he's like you know we stopped you before and wiped your armies out your armies are gone and he's uh, he's like yeah but even when you you guys did win but you still lost because you killed the serpent he calls him meaning memnon saw which you know me i'm like i hope that memnon saw is not right where he where we should have kept him alive or for the to avoid whatever horrible destruction. But maybe like whatever the Kool-Aid Memnon saw was drinking, Black Flame is also drink. you know, he whatever the prophecy was where it's like, oh, he's the only thing stopping us. They maybe both sides believed it. And now that he's gone, Black Flame's like, sweet, now I can take over, you know, help 
help take over the world. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, or we or Mimin saw like not saying he's a good guy, but maybe you had maybe there's some truth to his insane cryptic stuff with Liz. I don't like know. to a degree. Like maybe it's like you know this might this could potentially happen. I don't know. But then but then there's some shit that he says in four that I mean, which we'll get to. But it's like yeah, yeah. It's starting uh, to feel like if I was Liz or Abe or anybody right now in the presence of these big dumb. And I call dumb just meaning like just these huge egos of evil. Yeah. It feels yeah. like I would start to feel like a chess piece that I have no clue how I'm being moved around. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where they are, like how they feel, especially, I mean, like Andrew Devin and the rest of this crew, the BPRD crew are like, you know, they they also don't know. They have them in this cool panel. I like how this page is like laid out because you've got Abe talking to Black Flame on either side of them. Mm-hmm. And then all the confused BPRD members and the confused King of Fear in the center yeah. where they're like, we're being left out of this conversation literally. And like, you know, like, like on this page, it's showing it in a really cool way, I think. Yeah. So Black Flame's like, you know, chill out, relax. Uh, it won't be much longer before like what I'm saying comes to pass, basically. But King of Fear's like, no. And he takes a bit. He hacks a fucking hole in the shoulder of this BPRD agent just to like interrupt him and yeah. be like, stop. He really got upset with uh, Black Flame offering these these people of, you know, part of their like giant the flesh stew. Yeah, their big lunch. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, you're gonna give them catering and like, <laughs> yeah, don't make guests of my enemies. And he's like, you said before, what you said before has changed. Like, this is totally different. And then he, the Black Flame's such a little asshole. He's like, I knew the day would come when, uh, to Abe. I knew the day would come when I would regret teaching him English. <laughs> and King of Fear's like, fuck you. You believe I don't know that you mock me? And Black Flame goes, now please, you understand, be calm. And then blasts him with more Black Flame and fucking melts the King of Fear, dude. Like, his legs still standing and then falling. And Andrew Devin, he's like, Jesus. That's, like, pretty much exactly my reaction. Yeah. Uh, what I truly love about those three panels of this disintegration yeah. is just absolute obliteration of this King of Fear is the, the gentleness that Black Flame does it with. Yeah. Like, like I feel like in other comics, even sometimes when I read old, like X-Men still, like when Magneto, who I absolutely love, has so much strength. Yeah. Or just in general X-Men, like there's always still a little bit of posing, right? When they right. need to activate their power, it's like, let me They pose. have to like conjure this energy and then like, whoa, like yeah. push it out of them physically. But yeah, Black, Black Flame's just like, yeah, like you said, like the energy that it takes to just raise your hands to the to your like the front that's all it took like there was no exertion he's just like powerful as shit evidently oh that's so much more horrifying than anything yeah (laughs) and he and the and the like he the the like casual the the casual murder of his former partner you know it's like ice cold it's like really it's like okay he's insane and (laughs) he's powerful as shit so we gotta like kind of tread lightly because he might just blow us up at the you know the flick of his little finger he could just like blast you and i I love the i mean you know the black flame it looks cool as hell like i imagined it so perfectly in my head like if just this like flame totally consuming him almost instantly it was really i i was like oh that's so cool yeah it's it's rad yeah (laughs) it's a thing that i'm like it would be cool if there is a down the line somebody that knows well how to adapt this into a TV show or proper cinema. Yeah. It's like we are technology wise, like special CGI and special effects. We're there where you could make this. We're there. We could make this look cool. Fucking super cool. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I I wish. <laughs> I wish, dude. It would be so cool. And then, like, Black Flame goes to, like, comfort the BPRD agent. Like, it's okay. We'll help you. Abe's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just going to murder us anyway. So what's your problem? And you killed your ally. And Black Flame's like, yeah, what? You did- Okay, I'm explaining this to you. Okay, so listen up. And Abe's, like, thinking kind of what the reader's thinking, basically. Like, this doesn't make sense. Guys who want to destroy the world 
who want to rule the world do crazy things. And he and then Black Flame calls him calls Abe by his name and he's like you need to understand I'm not going to be the center of power in all this. You are. Ooh, and Abe's perfect. like what the I love the close up of him saying you are. Yeah. How it's not centered, it's off. We're cutting off. It's makes it so it's like it just builds on that confusion that's been here the whole time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just this super close-up reaction of him with, like, this furrowed brow and trying to understand what the fuck Black Flame's talking about. Yeah, just figuring out what his motivations are and stuff. And then it cuts back to Liz holding her head in her hands as Memnon saw his ghost. I'm just preparing... Or I guess this is still Black Flame talking. I think this is still Black Flame, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm just preparing it for you, your new world, as he's talking to Abe. And we see Liz, like, kind of still taking in this vision or possible like step into the future or a potential future of like humanity destroyed and the Ogdruhem kind of just milling about, you know, crushing <laughs> yeah, like shit. Grazing like cattle. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> gently but also most violent, violently doing, you know, destroying this world with like this like boiling sun behind them. It's really cool. Yeah. And that is so yeah that's the end of part three what a cliffhanger what a crazy moment. there is so much being like uh, I, I mean i don't i mean they have to have like a such a heavy plan ahead of them and yola yeah. um because like yeah we're like it's it's interesting that we are each issue of this is putting like i mean where we're headed it's like it's uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we're ending the plague of frogs. I don't know how by the end of this exactly, because yeah. I have read it before. But, you know, I'm not trying to tease anything as we make our way through or spoil anything. But you are like, OK, you're you're just adding so many more questions to me as a reader, which is fascinating, exciting. But you're yeah. like, what? We've been through so much. And now you're telling me Abe is going to be at the center of this. But at the same right. time, Liz is already feeling at the center of it. Yeah. And you're like, and, that, that and that's mean? what made me think too. I was like, oh, all of these guys have these like supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. Are they all doomed to, to like help with this thing? Or they're, they're like, whatever. Like, does their power stem from some nef- nefarious, infernal shit? You know, it's right. like crazy. And it's interesting to bring that up because it's like, we have Hellboy who we like, he sort of has a destiny that he's sort of fought against that he hasn't been able to choose. Yeah. From what I can tell is that Liz was born with the power or given a power. However, she obtained this, I'm assuming was born with her power, but it's not really a choice. She was just born with it. Now, Abe is a different circumstance. I'm not saying he didn't, he didn't necessarily like, he didn't have as much of a choice as them. But if we look at his history, he's sort of tampered with stuff. There's before he became yeah, his a human form, form he tampered was with fucking things around. he shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a choice to back off, back off. So it's interesting that he is out of the three of our central care, these central three, there's others, of course, Johan who have been at play, but like they're sort of still, I feel like they're our central three. Yeah. He's sort of, there was a point where he could have not been part of this, whatever this going on, a bigger yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like, you tampered, bud. You tampered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he certainly didn't know what he was like meddling with, I think. For sure. But it's just fascinating, I think, that if they are, like you said, stuck with being part of this huge, bigger world picture, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Because we've always only thought, it was Hellboy and Hellboy alone who would be involved in this, but it's yes. turning out not to be the case. Slowly and that revealing. was really surprising. Like the writing in this one is so cool. Like it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, I guess we've kind of seen that like, oh, I think like at most I thought Liz would be like some sort of battery, you know, mm-hmm. like power, this other shit. But like if her and Abe are central figures in it, that I didn't expect. It was like unexpected, but still makes sense. Yes. So it's like really, really a cool reveal. It's like something that it feels like it's been there in front of you the whole time. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that what's good is that the characters still like for us as the readers that's happening, but also the characters seem to be also from that placement of like, yeah, it's been in front of me the whole time. I just didn't yeah. know. It's, yeah. And instead of something that feels forced, because there are writings where you sort of, we all have read that or tried to create it ourselves, something where like, Ooh, look, this person is actually the bigger. And it's like, felt yeah. like a, a clumsy force 
thing yeah. of like, oh, I'm just trying to climb this in to make it. Yeah, this definitely feels so thread. earned. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, like you said, it doesn't feel forced at all. And, and it makes like it kind of makes sense where you're like, OK, everybody here has these powers. And does all of that power stem from something, some other bad thing, even if they don't intend to use it that way? Right. It's sure. cool. It's very cool. Um, this any highlights or anything you want to point out before we move on to the next issue from this definitely one? black flame blasting the king of fear <laughs> yeah. just blasting him and over three panels and then he's yeah. gone it's unreal and great yeah uh, that's that was so cool i mean i i love everything in black flame and this has just been a delight i really love that like so something i just want to shout out is like we get these really cool like moments where he blasts king of fear away we have him in his big mid monologue we have him like with the two versions of of the end of the world yeah that that page is beautiful and it's big and epic and we have this full at center image of him but what i love and i think it's very cool that they knew to do this because they knew it's like almost they they mapped it out so well mignola and arcudi and guy davis that those moments will come but his reveal when we meet him and we see his return is yeah, it's it's not big. And I love that. It's you see the it's a two page spread, of course, but you see the big mach- these big organic monsters, yeah. crab things that have we've seen different variations of them. But then it's like there's a two other panels of showing the king of fear saying you delivered me to my greatest general. Then you see Abe and Andrew Devon's reactions and then the panel, which is smaller of the black flame. Yeah. And I don't know, I just love when people know well enough within the way their story is structured, especially visually, to be like, no, we don't need that to be big. We'll, we'll, it's just a, it's, it's a big moment, but the panel could be small. And I don't yes. know, that's confidence in the creators to do that because I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot to balance. Like you have this huge scale and like this, like these gigantic creatures to show. And then he's like, he is at the center of it. Black Flame is at the center of it. But yeah, you got to like take it all in and then like do like a super fast zoom into him as the focal point being like, oh, fuck this guy. This guy's back. Yeah. And I love it. It doesn't it doesn't lose momentum of like what's at play here. I love that his reveal is also with the woman. Isn't she with you? And it's just sort of this funny like and then it's like you get a close up of the king of fear like, huh? The woman, I didn't see her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you immediately <laughs> get these like get the feeling that like okay, these guys aren't on the same page. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like there's some conflict character. in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when they start to fight, it's not. It's again another thing of like it's been there all along from the first yeah. moments. It's not totally like a, a hard left turn out of nowhere. Yeah, God, it's just great storytelling. Totally. And then number four, the cover of four is really cool. You get a really cool drawing of Black Flame, just like a sick drawing of him. And he looks like very skeletal. Like there's no question that at this point that it's like because the original Black Flame, you could almost be like, oh, maybe it's like, you know, the suit looks like it's his skull, but he's like a human person with like whatever, like some kind of magic making it look like that. Now it's like. Yo, this is a talking skeleton that is like engulfed in flames and is emanating power. And it's really good. Really good. I love it. And I love he's just encompassing the whole. There's no real layers other than the other than the bar with the credits. It's just black flame fully encompassed. It's it's definitely something like maybe if you were reading this and you had dropped off for a bit and if you saw this on the on the stand you'd be like oh that character's back yeah (laughs) and he's the central focus let me pick that up again (laughs) and it's also making you think like and king of fear is written across him as though it's like okay so the king of fear as in the leader the king of the hyperborean like you know it's like all these prophecies with like surprising reveals of like Actually, it's pointing to this person instead of this person. Yeah. Like maybe Black Flame represents the King of Fear in the like monk's prophecies and shit instead of the Hyperborean King. Yeah. And I love that. I want to really do real quick in regards to that big thought of like where everything's pointing. I think this brings up a lot of questions that we as we get and opens us up to curiosities throughout this storyline. Before we get into this last issue, I just want to remind folks and listeners 
we want to hear your thoughts about this as well. Yeah. Um, so please, we just ask that you email us your thoughts, anything, questions, something we missed. Do we say something, anything? You can email <laughs> us. Your, we just want to hear from you and your response yeah. to the storyline as well and things that you can add to it. And you can email us at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we can't wait to hear from you more about uh, your thoughts on King of Fear, but let's jump right into, continue into issue four. <laughs> yeah, dude. We see, like, it starts off with this, like, shot of the outside of the temple, the, what's left of it. It's just, like, smoking and <laughs> kind of, like, the last embers are, like, burning out. It's it's rough. But deep, deep inside the caverns beneath the temple, Abe's still like, what the, f like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> Basically, like, you're trying to figure out what Black Flame's going on about. And Black Flame's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you guys if, if. I wanted to, I would have already done it. And take a look at this frog creature. Uh, see any fucking family resemblance? He's like, oh. basically like, he's basically like the caveman version of you. You're what he's going to become in like a few thousand years. He would like evolve into you. You're the first new man. And the new world is already here. And like, as he's saying that, the BPRD agents are kind of like side-eyeing Abe, like looking at, and he looks back at Devin like, what are you looking at? Like, you know, because <laughs> this is the first like Abe's really hearing about this and he's not yeah. clearly not happy about it. He's like, I this is I don't sign off on this shit. But Black Flame's like, hey, man, you're the evolved version of these frog creatures. You're already involved, dude, which is crazy to be told that to be in a sense, say that implying that you are of this big evil like cause without you even your yeah. choice yeah. and your say about it be associated with this thing that you've been determined to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot just to hear, especially from this insane figure. <laughs> totally. And then meanwhile, Liz is still talking to the ghost of Memnon. Saw. She's like, okay, this is just another vision. Fuck off. And he's like, no, this is the future. And you're, I am a ghost. I transcend time. She's like, no, I'm in a fucking cave right now. And he's like, oh, you think so linearly? And she's like, fuck off. And she kind of like closes her eyes and covers her ears and is like, fuck off. Memnon Sash is gone when she opens her eyes again. But she's still in the midst of this like fallout. And she kind of walks through the remains of the BPRD ship. We see all of these BPRD like members that are destroyed we see a zoom into one of the dead bprd's suits and it has the like a name patch on it c yeah. giaraco i don't know if we've heard that name yet. i don't think so right but, but they're it's interesting you, they're so focusing sure on it yeah i was like okay so we'll like take note c giaraco you know maybe we'll see if that's like significant later on cuts back to abe talking to black flame and he's like oh I'm a frog creature. I'm about to fucking kill a bunch. He takes out a knife, <laughs> holds it up to one of the like egg sacks, and he's like, fuck you. I'm going to show you. And Black Flame's like, okay, you look crazy right now. You're the crazy one, okay? Please stop. I told you the new world is here, right here. And instead of pointing to the frog creatures, he points back to the giant crab walker guy who, like, you know, its body sort of like, unravels like when you cut through a thick rope or something like that it's like got oh. all of these tendrils and like tentacles that kind of like move away from i guess like a, a what would you call this like an embryonic sack or something and it has one of the ogdru hem in it yeah and it's like glowing with this blue energy and it has many eyes and all kinds of little like mandibles and shit and Abe and Devin are looking at it with like in awe and horror. And it's kind of just like glowing there. There's like little veins. I like these little like vein details yeah. on, over it. And Abe starts to like slowly approach it. Devin's like, Abe, don't. But it seems like he's like, Abe's like compelled to move forward. Yeah. And even though it's very different, it does yeah. have this, this eeriness that's very reminiscent of the the alien like not the alien excuse me the deity or god yeah that he inquired like he encountered that like that made him a glow yeah. yeah it's yeah very fascinating yeah i hope i hope 
you know, everything's okay. <laughs> it does. It is scary though. It's like a little spooky. It's like, what are they gonna do? Right. And then it cuts back to Liz going through the ruins. We see this like horrible inside cockpit area where there's like dead pilots rotting away. And then it kind of like zooms, you know, that's like this huge area and then zooms into Liz looking down at some half destroyed photographs like a file had been like, you know, strewn about on the ground. We see some photos of some BPRD agents. We see Panya in there. Yeah. And then we much better looking Panya. Like, yeah, she looks like she's like almost like suited up like a BPRD agent or something. Yeah. You know, she's not like in her wheelchair necessarily. Is this supposed to be Kate with like a shorter haircut? I don't know. And I'm wondering if it's another care, if it's Kate or a different character. I don't know. But it it feels like Kate. Yeah. But that's what I like is like these images are like not clear because I'm like, is this bearded man? Is that Andrew Devon? Is he got with a beard? Yeah. Is it like him later on? Yeah, he because he looks more buff than Devon, but he's got the glasses and everything. Right. Uh, But he's got a beard too, so it's like, oh well, maybe this is him in the future. And then it shows you July eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Maybe they kind of obscure it on purpose. I'm sure. Right. And this is like published around two in two thousand ten. So it's like, oh, is this like? Are they showing us five years in the future? And Hellboy's back with the BPRD. And it looks like he's standing behind, you know, they take like a, almost like a hunting photo, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like a it's fucking Ar- Drew Hem in front of it, <laughs> in front of them. Like they all took it down and took a picture around it. Yeah. So and uh, it, she's kind of looking through these pictures, kind of hesitating on Hellboy and then picks up another picture and there's like a burnt corner. But we see Abe, but it's like a different looking Abe. Uh, yeah, he is. He's less human looking. His he's elongated, more, more like fishy. Yeah, he's not even like more amphibian. He's like more, yeah, yeah. He's elongated, like he looks like an evolved Abe or devolved Abe or something. Yeah, Something's devolved up. is probably the best way to say it because yeah. he's lost all in his face. It's completely no real human features. Yeah, There's and no he's got nose. no clothes on anymore or anything. Like he doesn't have like a BPRD uniform or whatever. Yeah. And then as she's looking, she feels a hand on her shoulder and she thinks it's Memnon Saw fucking with her. She's like, I told you to leave me alone. And but then she looks back and sees this another like monk, like uh, a guy who we have not like we've seen before at this point. Like a we have shaman. Not been to- yeah, we have not been. We know he's a shaman. That's what. But we haven't been given a name. This person has not yeah. named themselves or anything. But he's but he's got the like the hands. Like the right. hand print on his forehead. Which you were um, looking up a bit about before we got on Mike. A little bit. Because I was like, okay, so I remember vaguely like, so like the king of fear, as in the leader of the subterranean creatures, the Hyperboreans, their people, the like the Hyperborean, his like race of people was created as slaves for the left hand, a sect of prehumans who chose to remain underground while the right hand journeyed above to dwell on the Earth's surface. And, of course, the Hyperboreans, the, like, King of Fears people, eventually rose up and killed all of the left-hand people. But, I don't know, maybe not this guy, or maybe this guy's the right hand, or something. Yeah, it, I like that we don't know. Like, they're just, yeah, we it's don't another know mystery on top of this, all those larger mysteries. Right. It's like who, you know, all these people really have access to Liz's head unless we're, you know, unless she really is in the future. We we don't know. There's a lot of shit going on. And he goes and points up towards these like mountaintops. And I like this kind of thing. There's like a transition from styles here where you have yeah. like Guy Davis's art kind of transitioning into like Mignola art a little yeah. bit. And then on the next page, you really see it where it's just fully Mignola doing his thing where he like the shaman is showing Liz the dust clearing and we see like a vision of Hellboy uh looking very defeated he's like hunched over even more than usual yeah the, the sun is red very yeah. biblical uh, you know to sun turning to blood <laughs> yes yeah, smoke behind him and then the like lilies in this little panel Hellboy seems to turn to Liz and say do it we see like Hecate behind Hellboy in the like Iron Maiden version uh at first saying he can't do it he's not strong enough kind of like 
over Hellboy's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Then we see the Hecate version that's like the snakes for hair kind of version. Yeah. Continuing to speak, saying, you have to do it. Hellboy says, Liz, do it. We see like a close up of the lilies and stuff that I guess sprang from Hellboy's blood. So maybe Hellboy won't bring about the end of the world. I don't know. Liz might have some part to play in it. She sees this vision. And then we go back to uh, Guy Davis's art. Back to kind of like the present, you know, Mm. away from this vision that Liz just saw. And the shaman says, uh, it's all right. Let it go. All of it. And Liz starts to say her like her fire mantra that she learned about, like when she was controlling the fire. The fire is not my enemy. It is a part of me. and It is mine. And she starts to like fill up what she sees as this like wreckage of the world. She's continuing to say it, repeating it. And the fire's like totally engulfing the like Ogdruham crab walker creatures that she's seeing there. It consumes the wreckage. It consumes the corpses of the BPRD. And then it like kind of zooms out where you see it's like consuming this whole part of the earth almost yeah i love that last like the constant wider and wider and then that like the from space like you see the curvature of the earth you know and (laughs) it's like that zoomed out meanwhile back with abe he's staring into this like incubating agdruham and black flame's like okay you see it now don't you you're ready now like kind of beckoning him to like go forward but then the shaman pops up kind of out of nowhere Says some magic stuff. Black Flame turns around. Apparently he wasn't expecting the shaman. And then when Black Flame turns back to Abe, Abe's gone and the BPRD agents are all gone. They fucking made a quick escape with the shaman. And then the cavern fills with Liz's fire and everybody's engulfed. The frogs, the eggs, the Hyperboreans, the Black Flame. Boom. <laughs> and then from the outside, we see a huge explosion from the ground where we where we saw like the BPRD copter that yeah. was there before is also exploding. So the shit got blown out of it. Like these guys are toast. Yeah, I absolutely love those closing moments. Yeah. Just just I think it's fun that like we saw the Black Flame originally like like I made a mistake. Get sucked down. Now he's like gained his confidence in a sense back. Right. But only to get it like sucked right away by being blown up and him yelling no. No. I love the last three panels. I think it's just a brilliant final cliffhanger conclusion to this issue of just these three vertical panels of like clearly the frogs. We're making sure that we all know they're consumed. Right. They're like, don't worry, guys. They're toast. I absolutely love the middle one of, of... Black flame in flames now. That is incredible. Yeah, in like orange engulfing him, yeah. Yeah, and then the explosion out from the earth. I mean, it's just, a, what a cleansing. Yes, some cleansing fire. <laughs> Raising it's them all so to the wild. ground. Yeah, it's awesome. It's incredible. I mean, my first thoughts immediately after reading this, and especially the second go-through, was I, I mean I'm probably like a little bit of a broken record when I praise Mignola and Arcudi and their but they just know how they have the, such a good sense of when they need to pull back on stuff and mm-hmm. like what I love is we've had three issues prior to this that have been really wordy a lot of words a yes. lot of back and forth all good dialogue but then this one there's a majority a lot of if the dialogue there's dialogue but it's very sparse. Yeah. And there's a lot of silent pages, panels that are just visuals. And I think they, I think it helps the story. The story needs it now. But also I think they like, know like we've already bombarded our readers. We need to, we need yeah. to slow down. And these characters need to take it in. Like yeah. the, the readers need to take it in and the characters need to like process it. And you need to give them moments where they're thinking about what to do next. And where you get to see also like, you know, Liz has kind of revealed this stuff about Abe. She's not obviously not hearing the black flame, but she sees this photograph. She doesn't know if she's like questioning whether this is like a manipulative vision or whether this is actually the future. And she's like somehow moved through time to see this. And then another fucking mysterious figure comes and shows her another vision. Like (laughs) she has to like really trudge through all of this and like try to figure out what's right. But apparently, you know, she hears Hellboy's words and she acts on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what an emotional like roller coaster for her because destruction of the world. 
But then there's also like this weird hope in these photographs. People like she's seeing people like a Panya that's like healthy looking. Right. Possibly Kate looking good. Then you see like even the return of Hellboy, which is something I think everybody's sort of been like there's been grief and like mourning about his exit from the BPRD and losing that friendship. So there's got like this moment of like maybe there's a little bit of hope, but it's like does that does he his return bring about what I'm sitting in right now? Then on top of that, it's like this weird Abe Sabian thing. And then this other And also <laughs> also for us the readers to see Panya and she looks directly out of the picture like she's like looking directly to the camera directly at us directly at Liz mm-hmm. and we remember her words from earlier in the in King of Fear where it's like she says that Liz is not going to return to Colorado Yeah but this might be Liz in the photo before Hellboy but I think it's purposefully uh, kind of obscured. It's, it's like probably a, Kate because because uh, Kate has that short hair. Well, you have now. Kate, you have Kate with the short haircut, but then you have somebody with darker red hair. Yes, who, right, right in front of Hellboy, who might be Liz, might not. So whether she is somewhere else destroying creatures with Hellboy or not, we're not sure. But I'm inclined to believe Panya saying that she that Liz won't return to Colorado or whatever, but I don't know what that means. Like whether or not it's like a bad thing or a good thing. We don't know yet. Right. That's a great question mark. So they're like, you know, there's so many open questions. And I think that this run, really helps to tie up a lot of stuff while leaving this like bigger question through line kind of still open that we can still explore. And it's fucking cool. This is cool. I loved it. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's like, it's interesting that this is a five issue storyline and I feel yeah. like this number issue number four really just truly ended the war of fro- on frogs. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just ended it. They're like, these are all the frogs, right? Like they, this, like Abe says that at one point, he's like, this is everybody. This is all the frogs. <laughs> and then they're decimated. It's like, yeah. okay. Okay. You guys like, are done. Wow, we have another issue coming and I'm yeah. like, What's that going to open up? If this if this stage is done, what's next? Yeah. So that I love that, and it's done that every time. I think that they've they, again they structured it really well. To like the way they put lobster to sleep, that's yeah. that thread, and brought Johan back. But then there's still these each time they're like they're really, and I wouldn't say slowly, but they, they literally just let us as the readers each stage gets pace and time to like close out the chapter before we move on, and I love that. And yeah. we, of course, I mean, we have to talk about, I think this is some of the most gorgeous Mignola work only on, for these two pages. <laughs> yeah, the, the the usual like uh, swaths of black that he uses instead are like dark watercolor sort yeah. of um, felt like it, it gives it a really like ethereal quality and just very like painterly. It looks so good. Yeah. It looks awesome. I mean, there was a period where Mike Mignola took a break from Hellboy. I don't think yeah. it's happened yet at this time where he got it. He was like, he literally retired and was like, I'm stepping away so I can just do watercolors. And I'm like, is this like him? Tr- like with, I mean, I'm assuming that Stuart colored this, but it's almost like it teases like sort of like, I guess Mignola's brief, like, Obsession yeah. with wanting to do watercolor and not comic yeah. books for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, the, if this would be him coloring or or Stewart. I would assume Dave Stewart still, but I don't know. Um, but it looks fucking awesome, and it gives like credibility to this vision. Yeah, the fact that it's like Mignola showing her, yeah. uh, you know, or yeah. like Mignola showing us as Hellboy. It feels like it's more real or something. Yeah, because I mean, well, it's a weird like Mignola is in a sense like the higher, the higher power behind right, this right. universe. Yeah, it gives it like more weight. So yeah. so it's interesting to uh, blend those styles. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think in a lot of times when we'll we'll get to the forward next issue or episode. Yeah, but I do think Mignola like maybe he you know his lack of confidence at the beginning of Hellboy was you know like where you can tell like maybe his early storylines are big swaths and then he's slowly connecting everything but i think this is a sign just these two pages of him finally working out where he's going with it all and him and this is like his first sign to us of like this has an end and i'm heading towards it and it's starting now we've had fun getting here but now here's the beginning of the end it's going to be a while. We have so many issues ahead of us, but that's what this feels like to me. 
right. is him going, I have an I I have this planned out and this is where the, it's I'm letting you know I did. Yeah. And we're all like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We we trust you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I really love, and I love the tease of this weird, this weird Abe Sabian. And I can't wait to see what, what becomes of that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this is the future, I guess. I want to see. And it's like nice where you're like, yay, Hellboy comes back. What's going on with Abe? His, <laughs> yeah. I guess he's still there. That's a good thing. It looks like he's hanging out. Right. Ooh. But he's also like Mr. Fish. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. Any other final thoughts or anything about these last two issues or anything you want to shout out that you really loved? I mean, just having it's always like a nice thing to have some Mignola artwork, especially this one is so, so, so cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's fucking awesome. And I guess, you know, Black Flame's gone, but I like this little seed he planted of like, yeah, Abe, you're involved in this. And then also... Like Memnon saw ghost telling Liz she's more involved in this, mm -hmm. like end of the world kind of thing. Yeah. It like leaves it off on a cool part where it's like, okay, these little guys are gone. The frog creatures are gone, but there's still like some heavy shit potentially happening. And I'm excited to find out what happens. Yeah. No one's no one's free to like just retire from the BPRD or, right, the, yeah. or the end of the world. They're like, oh, fuck. I can't just sleep through it. <laughs> yeah. Can't just retire to an island or something. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting stuff. And I just I love that this is what we were working towards. And I know we have another issue to cover next episode but yeah. like this really did accumulate like from the from the early days of when the first the frog showed up we just ended it and it's yeah been what a wild ride <laughs> so very cool. cool yeah very earned very cool way to watch them go down and let's just blast them all to to ashes <laughs> yeah it's fucking awesome oh it's great stuff all right, folks, um, I want to remind you that you can follow us on Instagram at Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast. And we'd just like you, um, if you're enjoying the show, again, we'd still love to hear all your thoughts. You can email us at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you do that, that brings more listeners to us. And we also, what we do is we would like you to do a boom review for us. That means... Currently on Apple Podcasts is the only place that you can write a review. But if you have other platforms that allow it, go ahead and do this. But if you give us all the stars available, the highest rating plus your review starts with the word boom, B-O-O-M. We will re read your review right here on the show and give you a big old shout out and praise. So yeah. please give us a boom review. Um, I don't have really any big suggestions this week other than I mentioned aliens in the past. I know, go yeah. watch it. Always go see aliens. I guess the only, well, it's not super like related to this, but I did see this anime movie that I, I really loved recently called On Gaku R Sound. So it's like Ooh. on O-N dash G-A-K-U. And then there's a colon our sound. And it's just like a, it's like a very, it almost reminded me of like, like a Beavis and Butthead or King of the Hill kind of a thing where it's like understated sort of like dry humor, <laughs> uh -huh. but with like this cool, it, it was like this guy had a manga and he like did a Kickstarter, I think that took like fucking seven years to make this movie. Whoa. And I never read the manga or anything. I just saw it on this like list of like cool animes to check out and I just loved it so much. I thought it was such a fun, funny, like sort of quirky movie, it, especially if you ever like have been in a band, like if you are your like friends or whatever in like high school, like hung out and like played in a band. I think it will like really resonate because it's just like it's like about these three guys kind of starting a band in high school and it's cute as hell. Awesome. What was the name again? On Gaku, Our Sound. And where did you find it? I had to rent it. Like I think I rented it from Redbox, but yeah, it's like out there, but you might have to pay for it. I don't know if it's like streaming on like Crunchyroll or something. Like I don't have subscriptions to like like anime apps or whatever, right. but it might be on those, but I, I think I rented it from Redbox. Awesome. Love it. That's a great suggestion. Hell yeah. My only other suggestion I'll just add just off the top of my head because we just we always talk about how when we really enjoy these BPRD issues, they feel like good television. Yeah. And um, right now Ozark came back. It's in its season final season four part one or making me and my wife are making our way through it. We came to it late, but it is 
one of the best TV shows, I think. I gotta watch it. it I gotta watch and it. And this this isn't a spoiler, but this is something I love about the show. No one really holds on to a lie very long in the show. And like, <laughs> or they <laughs> just good. don't lie. They get called yeah. out and they immediately go like, here's the truth. Here's the truth behind it. And it the show constantly does that in such surprising ways that it that's make, refreshing for like a show like that too, I think. Yeah, and it makes you like then you just have to watch people deal with repercussions of like choices and it's yeah. such a good show so yeah that's like in improv scenes they tell you not to lie right like yeah. your character shouldn't be a liar you should fess up right away that's what it makes me think of yeah it's exactly it's it's a good that's funny good um <laughs> take on that yeah it's yeah. it's so fun to watch people have to just deal with the truth of the matter. yeah it's, it's yeah it's so much more interesting yeah so yeah check out ozark before we get out of here though we got one more segment called mormon yola Woo! This came to me via like um, Screen Rant. They just reposted and talked about this, but I believe back on the 12th of January, Mignola posted an original piece of fan art and it's very cool. It's black and white little drawing of a little like montage or like, I don't know what you call it, just like a little scene or like a classic, almost feels like a cover that he would make for Batman, which is the center. Can you, are you looking at it right now, Kate? Can you see it? Pulling it up, yeah. Um, It's really cool. It's just the Joker, his classic Mignola style, of course. The Joker at the center, really creepy <laughs> Joker. His mouth is so delightfully creepy, Mignola style of uh, Joker. But he's like holding a, a fake gun with the bang banner yeah. flying out of it. He's got fish, almost like, you know, classic mobsters, you know, swimming with the fishes. Almost makes me feel about like the old classic um, uh, Batman animated episode where the Joker poisons like the town with like fake fish and like he puts it in the fish. <laughs> and then they like they end up Batman ends up fighting on like a, a garbage like uh, barge barge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with the clowns. It's, it, it reminds me of that a lot. And then, but you have That's some so skeletons, cool. mobster skeletons, and cards, Joker card, of course. Yeah, with a and hole then, through it. And then a great, uh, very Mignola esque uh, Batman below him. That's so just a it's really awesome. cool piece of fan art. And then his caption with it was really funny. He just said, Mignola says, Done. Still having fun, so going to keep going till it's not funny anymore, or heaven forbid, real work rears its ugly head. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cur funny curmudgeon still. He just has that Yeah, weird... he's like just a self-deprecating yeah. even at this level <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're a master, dude. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So funny. I don't think you're going to have to, like, get a job or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you'll be job. fine. We all love what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so funny. Yeah. It's a great. I love you. Yeah, love to love see him. him do these kind of, like, fun, just random pieces. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great work. So great. Awesome. Well, I hope I'll, I'll post that image on our uh, Instagram feed the week of this podcast just so others can see it. If you, so you don't have to go absolutely go search for it on Twitter like us. We're no longer on Twitter. So it's just these publications that bring it to my attention. Yeah. Great. Well, hey, folks, we'll see you next week. Our, our Next week, our episode will be BPRD King of Fear Part 3. We'll be going through the final issue of this storyline, which issue five of King of Fear. Very excited to do that. And just another reminder that this, this will be the last time, especially for the BPRD stories, where we cover a storyline in this manner of where we do only two issues per episode. This will be the last time we play with that format. Going forward, we'll most likely cover a storyline in a full ep one episode, possibly two if we feel like we don't get it to everything. But the yeah. format's just going to change sort of going forward, but we just wanted to sort of transition away from it at the top of season six. Hope I haven't said that too much. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's fine. Yeah, we'll be back next week for BPRD's King of Fear um, issue five. But thank you again, everyone, for listening and being part of the show. We appreciate it. And remember, we love you. Baby. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael McMillan, I'm 6'1", and I'm based in L.A. You may remember me from film and television projects like True Blood, Hot in Cleveland, or The Hills Have Eyes 2 2007 Remake. I'm here to tell you about a brand new podcast I'm hosting called 
slate your name. And even though I'm what you may call a working actor, I spend most of my time looking for work. On Slate Your Name, I chat with other actors and performers like Rachel Bloom, co-creator and star of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rutherford Falls' Janice Schmeeting, Tom Everett Scott, star of 90s classic That Thing You Do, and character actor and comedian Malcolm Barrett. Too many credits to list. Each week, we'll find out how they're coping with the highs and lows of the entertainment industry. We'll touch upon audition horror stories, big breaks, favorite roles, and the weird and amazing things that happen along the way to achieving one's dreams. Join me every Tuesday for Slate Your Name, beginning March 1st from Campfire Media and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go film a self-tape in my kitchen. Campfire.